0: Can we say amen for the youth team this morning? Oh, come on. Let's show them our love this morning. Yes. Incredible. You may be seated. Good morning, family. Today is Pentecost Sunday. That's right. That's the Sunday that the church celebrates the coming of the Holy Spirit 50 days after the resurrection of Easter, I'm excited because it was the fulfillment of Christ's promise that he would send us the comforter. Amen. And when he came, he would remind us of all the things that Jesus said he was going to do and how he was going to live in and of us. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Our father and our God, we thank you this morning for the precious privilege to be gathered in your outdoor sanctuary. Thank you for this Holy Sunday, the Pentecost celebration. Thank you for the Restoration Church. Thank you for what you're doing in us and through us and for us. We thank you on this morning that we could come to this space and make it our altar. So we lay our burdens down. We lay our cares down, our worries down, and we bring them to your feet. Thank you for all of the friends and the family members that are gathering with us on today. Now, would you bless us in your word, smile on us, and then, oh God, ignite in us that same power that you gave to the church in that upper room 2,000 years ago. In Jesus' name we pray, amen my devotional thought this morning comes out of the gospel according to luke as you know family we've been walking through the gospel of luke and so i thought it'd be fitting as we celebrate on this pentecost sunday and our time together as a family in the sanctuary outdoors another passage from luke on the pdf these words are there luke chapter 17 luke chapter 17 Verse 11 through 19, Luke 17, the title of our message today is, Where Are the Nine? Where are the nine? The Bible says, now it happened, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And so it was. That as they went, they were cleansed. And one of the ten, when he saw that he was healed, he turned and came back to Jesus and said with a loud voice, glorifying God. He fell down at his feet, giving Jesus thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so Jesus answered and said, "Where there are not ten who were cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not found any who would return to give glory to God, except this foreigner?" And Jesus said to him, "Arise and go your way, for your faith has made you whole." And all God's people said, amen Amen. and amen. Family, when we come to this portion of the story, Jesus is making his way to Calvary. Calvary, the place where he's going to die for your sins and mine. And on his way to Calvary, he enters a place of great pain and great division. He comes to the border of Samaria and Galilee. And this is interesting because at that border town, there were people who were suffering. There were people who were forced to live in a certain community because of a disease they had incurred. The disease was called leprosy. Leprosy was this incurable disease in that day that caused for men and women, boys and girls, to have to be forced to live outside of their neighborhoods, their villages, their communities, because they had this disease that was infectious. It was characterized by sores and scabs on the skin. And if you came into contact with a leper, you yourself would be contaminated with this disease that was incurable. Here it is, leprosy was a deadly disease. Secondly, because there was a need to control the spread of the disease, they were forced to live in an isolated location. They called these places leper camps. In leper camps, daddies lost their families. In leper camps, mothers were separated from their babies. In leper camps, children were separated from their friends. Because the leprosy was a disease that separated loved ones. Leprosy was cruel. Leprosy was devastating. Leprosy was wicked. But most of all, leprosy was caused by sin. You see, when Adam and Eve, the very first man and woman, were created by God, fell out of their relationship with God, sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, so did disease. So did murder so did poverty, so did hunger. Sin is cruel and mean, and sin separates families even today. Sin is still the number one infectious, sinful disease of all mankind. And can I tell you, every human being under the sound of my voice Every man and woman, ever been born to a woman, has been born with this disease called sin. And sin separates us from a holy God. Sin is infectious and so much so, my daddy gave it to me. And his daddy gave it to him. And his daddy gave it to him. And on and on and on. Adam and Eve passed it down to all of us. I don't care how smart you are, how brilliant you may be, how beautiful you may look. You've got something this morning that only God could cure. And that's called sin. And it lives in the human bloodstream. And that's what makes this text so interesting. Because just like these lepers... Today, mankind still lives in community filled with sin. You know what I noticed about sin? Sin makes you do things you never thought you'd do. Sin makes you go places you never thought you'd go. Sin makes you think things and say things you never imagined you would say. Sin is hideous, and sin... Yeah, makes you and I need a savior. And that's why this text is interesting, because Jesus, on his way to the cross, before he even gets there to die for you and I, he decides to cure this community that's impacted and infected with sin. The Bible says there are 10 men in this community, and when they see Jesus, they cry out. To the Lord. For help. Regarding their condition. When they see Jesus. They say master. Listen to it. Have mercy on me. Now what's beautiful about this picture is. I don't know how they knew. That Jesus had power. To cure their condition. But wherever they were. When they heard about the power that was in Christ. When they saw him. The human condition made them want to cry out for the cure that was ravishing their souls. And I stop by to tell you, if I were you and I was a leper and I was filled with sin, this Sunday morning is a good time to cry out to the master, to have mercy on you for salvation. Secondly, the story says that when Jesus sees them, the Bible says, He says to them, go show yourselves to the priest. Go and show yourself to the one who can verify what I'm getting ready to do in your life. This was powerful. And I'll tell you why. Back then in that day, if you were contaminated with leprosy and you were healed by God, in order to enter back into the community, you had to first go to the temple, to the high priest, and show him what God had done in your life. And the priest, according to the biblical law, would then examine the person who had the disease and determine if they were cured and ready to enter back into society. What a beautiful picture because the Bible says Jesus spoke these words, go see the priest. Now, isn't that interesting? As they are walking, they are having to walk by faith. They're having to trust the word that Jesus just gave them. They're having to believe that when Jesus spoke for them to go see the priest, that what he was speaking was going to be enough for the priest to okay them coming back into the community. It's a picture of salvation by faith. Do you know that's still the same way that God saves today? He only saves by faith. You can't be good enough. You can't be smart enough. You can't work hard enough. None of that's good enough to save you. By faith, you are saved. Jesus chooses to save the same way today by you believing in his word. What a powerful story. It reminds me of a story of one of the missionaries, Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor was selling to China for his first great missionary work there. And on his way the ship in which he was on, started to run across some foul ground. The captain was very scared, and so he ran to the missionaries' quarters, and he said, listen, Brother Taylor, I hear you're praying man. We need for God to do something supernatural on our path. and Taylor said, what would you like me to do, Brother Captain? He said, I need you to talk to your God. Taylor listened to the captain and he gave him these words. He says, well, if I'm going to pray, I need you to do something too. The captain says, what? He said, I need you to raise the sails. The captain said, well, why would you want me to raise the sails? There's no wind. He said, if you're asking me to pray, I need you to raise the sails in faith. The captain said, well, the crew members are going to laugh at me. They're not going to believe me. Hudson said, if I'm going to pray, you've got to raise the sails. Captain went back. Told the men to raise themselves. He came back to the missionary's quarters 40 minutes later. He said, you can stop praying now, brother missionary. Taylor said, why? He says, we got more wind than we can deal with. What does that mean? Here's what I want you to know. When you decide to trust God and step out in faith, God will give you what you need for the journey. Can I say it like this? RCC, we're on our way somewhere. RCC, we're on our way somewhere. And by faith, when we pray, when we raise the sails, by faith, God will meet us with the winds of expectation while we've looked at what Jesus said to the disciples and what happened as they were on their way. And the Bible says that when they were traveling, one of those nine lepers, he turned around when he saw what had happened to him on the journey and before he went to the priest he returned and came back to jesus and he fell down on his knees and he gave god praise for the miracle that he'd done in his life i wonder if that's you here today i wonder if you say brother pastor I came this morning to give God praise. I came to thank him for what he's done in my life. I know it wasn't me that turned my life around. I know it wasn't me that healed me. I came to give God praise. Jesus was so moved when he saw this one leper came back that he raised a question. And this question is the title of our message this morning. Where are the nine Where are the nine? Where are the nine other ones that I've healed? Did they not come back to tell me thank you? What a question asked by the Savior. And guess what? In my study, I said, Jesus, I can't answer your question. I can't answer where the other nine are, but I know where I'm coming today. Lord, I'm coming to thank you. For saving me from a burning hell. I'm coming to thank you for being my God and my Savior. I'm coming to thank you because I couldn't save myself. I'm coming to thank you for how you have made me whole. And my question to you is, where are the nine? Where are those other lepers this morning that can say, hey, thank you, God, for giving me eternal life thank you for giving me an awesome church family thank you for giving me a name written in the lamb's book of life where are the nine are there any others here today that say pastor i need to give god praise for what he's doing in my life i need to tell god thank you for giving me eternal life i need to stop and thank him for making salvation available well As I get ready to close, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are or where you come from. But I'll stop by to tell you, if you're not the one that's returning to give him praise, what a tragedy to be a part of the nine. What a tragedy to know God brought you from somewhere, but you won't come back and give him thanks. What a tragedy to know God has done something in your life, but you make the miracle all about you. Instead of the king, what a tragedy when God gives you breath and you refuse to praise Him. What a tragedy when God gives you life and you refuse to live it for Him. What a tragedy when He blesses you with resources but you won't give them away. What a tragedy. Where are the nine? Are there not any that would come and give sacrifice to God? Well, as I land the plane. Here's my exhortation to you in this devotional. Beloved, don't be like the nine. Don't be unthankful for what God has done for you. Don't forget who really gets the glory. Don't forget RCC to give God the praise. Don't forget the sacrifice of worship. Don't forget the wonder of worship. He is worthy of the praise. Today, we celebrate what happened 50 days after the resurrection Pentecost Sunday. What a reason to praise him. What a reason to give him glory. He died on that rugged cross on Friday was buried in a borrowed tomb on Saturday An early Sunday morning, with all power of heaven and earth in his hand, God the Father raised him back to life. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father, actively working in our world to save other men and women like you and I, actively serving other young people like ours in RCC. What a reason to give him praise. And all God's people said... Amen. Let's give God some praise. Amen. I'm going to ask if the youth praise man, would you guys come back up and let's do one chorus of at the altar for our benediction. Come on, let's give them a hand as they come. This is going to be our benediction song. And as they get ready to play for us, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, after a devotional message like this, there's only one question to ask. Are you in need of the Savior? Are you in need this morning of a personal, intimate relationship with God? I don't want to take for granted because you look good. You're present that all is good. I don't want to take for granted that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you're not, I want you to pray this prayer right where you are and by faith, receive Christ into your life. Your heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If that's you, you say, Pastor, I want to receive him today. Just simply pray this prayer. Dear God, I'm a sinner and I need my sin forgiven. Jesus, I'm sorry. Come into my heart and save me i believe you are the son of god and i invite you into my life today in jesus name i pray amen secondly if you're here today and you say pastor i'm a christian but i don't have a church family listen i want to exhort you and encourage you and challenge you today Get into a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where you can grow, you can serve, you can use the gifts that God has given you while you live for him on earth. Today is Pentecost Sunday where we celebrate the power he's given to us as believers to be witnesses for him in the earth. And if you don't have a church, this prayer is for you. And I'll be available right over here for you to come talk to during lunch. I want to know more about your story. We want to serve you. We want you to be a part of the flock of God where we can care for you, love on you, serve you, and lead you into the deeper things of God through discipleship and corporate ministry. One more prayer. You may be here today. I'd like you to pray this prayer with me. That's you. Simply say, Dear God, thank you for bringing me to the church. Thank you for a body of believers who love you, who are walking with you. Lord, allow me to be a member in this great church. In Jesus' name I pray amen would you stand and let's sing this song after the band plays i will pray over our food and then we will get instructions from the deacons on how we're going to proceed to eat but let's stand let's stand we're going to worship together and while you're standing next to somebody good looking hug them and tell them i love you i love you come on find somebody tell them i love you i love you everybody i love you i love you let's worship together